today's Leading Women episode 417 with the wonderful Shelly Hunter. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Shelly Hunter. Shelly Hunter, aka Gift Card Girlfriend, is a gift card expert and the spokesperson for giftcards.com. Being a problem solver by nature and by virtue of being the oldest girl of six siblings, Shelly created giftcardgirlfriend.com, now rolled into giftcards.com to help consumers have positive experiences with gift cards. What started as a website for just presentation ideas morphed into Gift Card Girlfriend becoming the go-to guide for all things gift cards. Shelly is also a stay-at-home mom to three school-aged children. She can speak to the benefits of working from home, starting a personal brand, and making the transition from corporate world to the PDA and back. Her kids rarely play quietly while she works, but she wouldn't have it any other way. So women of the world, Miss Shelly Hunter, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That sounds so nice when you say it. Yeah, I am delighted to have it in the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So um, Shelly, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yes, absolutely. I love that you called it a niche, first of all. Um, back in the day, uh, if people wanted to start a business, their options were to open a store downtown or create a home-based business out of their home. And the internet and um, technology have really changed the opportunities available to women, have changed the ways people can go about creating a business. And um, and as I'll share as we talk here, this isn't the first business I started. I did try initially some more um, traditional paths of bringing a product to market and things like that. But what I discovered is that there were certain parts of the business that I really liked and that I was really good at and other parts that didn't work as well for me. And one part that I liked, and I'll share more later, of different businesses is I really like the idea phase. I like the sharing of knowledge and expertise. And with the internet, women are able to do that. And so I created a blog called Gift Card Girlfriend, 
And the initial idea was just born out of a desire to help people be more comfortable with gift cards in general, like how to give a gift card without making it feel impersonal. And so I started the blog with the notion that I would find a way to monetize it, whether that was through um, advertisement or to be a spokesperson of some sort. I had an idea that that's where I wanted to go, but in order to make it happen, I literally just had to start blogging and, and put the information and ideas on the computer. Um, the reason this works so well for me is because one of my driving desires was to work from home. And so this enabled me to have a business out of my home where I was still sharing knowledge with the world at large. And going back to your original thought about it being a niche, you know, again, you used to have to be a company that was broad enough to meet the needs of the people in your geographic area, but not anymore. With the internet, your audience can be all over the world. And so you can have a very specific niche like just gift cards and reach a wide range of people. Um, so I like, I've had people say, why don't you move into gifting in general? And that's really not my passion. There's plenty of women out there who can speak to gifts in general. I'm really passionate about gift cards, the future of gift cards and how it's morphed the way we give gifts to other people. Hmm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it got started, how the idea came about and how you birthed it to what it is right now. It was born from your desire to work from home. You found this niche and you are providing value to other people out there in terms of you know, when it comes to your business. Great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, it's funny because when I was thinking about it, and other consumers, or sorry, entrepreneurs will probably say the same thing. When you figure out the topic or the thing that you're passionate about, it almost calls you. And so initially, you know, you might think, well, gift cards is pretty narrow focus, but I am literally passionate about the subject and about how it's changed the way we give gifts to people. But not only that, it is a new mechanism for payment, um, you know, as we move into the mobile payment space, then we're starting to use electronic or digital gift cards. And so that is changing again, the way we reach out to people. And I am just fascinated by it. So, and I can't even explain why I just am. And part of my background, when I really step back and look at it, I worked in the financial industry as a programmer, I worked on a credit card system. And so a lot of the experience I had actually was paving the way for me to understand how gift cards work. So I think it's a combination of a background and knowing that there's a, a future of this product that, that drives me to understand it better and help consumers to understand it better. Yes, and uh, helping people have that passive experience with uh, gift cards. What a noble inspiration that one is. What a vision that you have out there. And there's a big lesson in here for our listeners to really create that vision for yourself. Create that inspiration. What inspires you to do this business? Because that will guide you as you move forward with your business. So great takeaway there. Now, yeah, and can I even, I'll just even say there is that you will find, if you're trying to figure out what inspires you, it's really, if you think about the things that you're passionate about on a daily basis, whether it's playing tennis or helping your kids with their math homework, the things that you're passionate and, and inspire you to do are those things that you find yourself doing no matter how tired you are or um, you do because you don't even get paid for them. And they're those things that people say to you, oh my gosh, 
you're so good at this. And you're saying to yourself, oh, it's no big deal. It it's just comes easy to me. Pay attention to those clues because that's those are the things you are passionate about. People are telling you what you're passionate about, even if you are not sure yourself. Yes, great point there for our listeners. If you have, if you listen to what Shari just shared with us, find listening to those cues or paying attention to those cues, things that you do you do easily, but others find uh, find not find not easy for them. So those are those are the uh, great cues that will let will tell you, oh, there is something in here. There is something that I can maybe make a business out of, or maybe help other people with. Yeah, great point there. I love that you shared that one with us because I have a lot of our listeners, uh, you, you know, keep on asking a lot of questions on how this the idea comes about or how do you find a passion? How do you find, how do you know that you have a passion? Or what, how do you know that what, you have something to help other people? So it's great uh, that you have shared that one with us. Now share with our listeners, what are some of your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Sure. Um, I would say, first of all, I'm very resourceful. So um, in starting out like a new business, if there's something I don't know how to do, I will go learn how to do it. Um, whether that means, you know, looking at websites or going to the library or talking to other experts, I'm pretty good at saying I don't know, and I'll go find out. Um, even though that is often really scary in the beginning, you know, it's, um, it's kind of daunting to learn something new and to think I'll never know how to do this well enough to have it part of my business, or I'll have to hire somebody to do that. Um, I find that I'm pretty resourceful, even though it's scary by taking the first step forward, I will learn a little bit and I'll learn a little bit more and I'll take another step and I'll learn a little bit more. So I think that is critical as an entrepreneur, especially when you're first starting out, you might not be able to hire the experts you need to help get the job done. Um, but rather than let that stop you, learn it, you know, do your best to learn it. Um, secondly, I would say that uh, I've leveraged my education, even though it's completely different. My background is as a programmer. And what I'm doing now is essentially being a spokesperson for a company and writing all day long. Um, but it turns out that I did know I'm not afraid of computers and I'm writing a blog. I learned how to program other things, but I'm learning HTML and CSS and things like that that help me format the blogs effectively. And so when I talk to people who are trying to start something, they're trying to start a business, they don't know what it is. I first ask too, you know, what is your background? What do you already know how to do? Are you a teacher? Then maybe you can be a trainer. Are you, um, were you a writer? Then you can be a content provider. There's lots of different things people can do and they should leverage the education they already have. They may use it a completely different way but my guess is it won't be that far off from a skill set that they're already good at. And lastly, I would say gumption. I have talked to many women who, you know, like we're doing right now, and they want to start a business. They want to work from home. They want to do something on their own. And we may talk for hours and formulate a business plan or just come away with six really great ideas of what they can do. And I have to be honest with you, a lot of them just go back to their life and think, yeah, I probably, it's a good idea, but it would require me to do this or it'd require that. And I, I don't think I can. And, and because they can't see the vision, they won't take any steps forward at all. And so I think that the biggest difference between somebody like you, somebody like me, um, and those that never try is you just had the guts to try it, have the gumption and have the, have the guts to fail, frankly, because it, it might not work. 
but you will learn something. I guarantee you'll learn something about yourself or something about business in the process. Wow, yes. Being resourceful, leveraging your background and your education, having that guts to try or even to fail, not not, uh, not being afraid of failures or not being afraid of uh, making a mistakes. Great personal qualities here that uh, Shelly just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits in our lives. So that's being resourceful, leveraging the background that you have or the education that you have, and having that guts or the courage to try. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Right. So, you know, my desire to work from home was that I had my first child and I wanted to be home with her. Um, I now have three kids. And of course, childcare is a challenge. You know, I I had to remind myself many times I quit the corporate world to be home with my kids. So I didn't want to put my kids in childcare or I could have just stayed on the job that was paying the bills, you know. And so um, one of those things I've had to learn to do is juggle the day. And some, that means working off hours, working when the kids are sleeping. Um, that's one way, but I've also worked to incorporate my kids into the process. So for example, if I needed to go, um, you know, research something, go to a store and look at, you know, how their gift cards are being sold or something like that, I'm, I'll take the kids with me and say, mom's got to do this. And then, and then we're going to do, we're going to go to the park that I found is nearby. So always kind of juggling the kids in that life. And, and what I found, you know, my kids are all three in school all day now. So um, those those years of trying to figure out how to be home with toddlers are not easy, but I wouldn't have traded them. And now they're all in school and, and the juggling happens as soon as they get home from school. But I have long stretches of time now to myself to be very productive. Um, another thing I would say on that is I was always honest with my clients about being a stay at home mom. So that takes a little bit of pressure off of having to keep the kids super quiet while you're on the phone or something like that, which rarely happens. Um, certainly I didn't want loud outbursts, but I didn't worry about every little tick in the background. Mm. So that's one thing is just, you know, making your day work. Um, another thing you talked about was failure. You know, I certainly, did other things. And I tried a whole bunch, you know, I tried a more traditional business where I invented a baby product and I had inventory shipped to my home and I spent thousands of dollars on a patent and, um, you know, had this website and everything. And, and only when a pallet, literally a pallet of this product arrived at my doorstep from India. And I was about a week away from delivering my second child, I thought I'm way in over my head. <laughs> like, how am I going to peddle this product while I've, I'm strolling two babies? And, um, but what I found there, there for a while, I felt like, gosh, you know, what a disaster, what a failure. What I found is that every single thing I tried was leading me to the next step. And because I have that experience of, shipping overseas or knowing, um, you know, that you have to sell inventory or work with sales reps and things like that. It actually helps me in what I do today because I have that background. Um, it also taught me 
what I really like doing. And I'm, I'm just not somebody who enjoys the sales process, but I very much like the creative side of a business. I very much like the, the planning and the strategizing and the reaching out to the media. And, and I like doing that part of it. And so I knew that as I progressed with my business, I needed to stay true to those things I was really good at. Um, in my current business, I don't do sales at all. I'm, I'm pitching my insight and I'm pitching my expertise, but I'm not trying to get anybody to give me 20 bucks for anything. So for me, that was recognizing those skills that I'm quite good at and, you know, just either not doing or having other people do the things that, that I struggle with. Mm, lots of takeaways in those challenges that you shared with us. I'm sure we all kind of relate to this, you know, juggling many roles, you know, wearing many hats, overcoming failures. And that's a big thing. Um, and not being afraid of making failures or making mistakes. And of course, dealing with the business side of our business. I mean, that is a huge, especially, um, involving sales if it's not your strength or if you actually don't enjoy doing it you have to find a way to be able to outsource or delegate those tasks and the good thing is that when we are sharing our challenges and how we're able to overcome them we learn from each other so that when it happens to us we know what to do so great lessons there thanks for sharing with us now, let's talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, so I already mentioned, you know, with the kids, I would try to incorporate them into the business a little bit. But one key thing for me is to just always have perspective over the fact that, you know, my kids are only here for so long. And um, it's amazing to me. I, I really, it's kind of a blur, all the hours I worked while they were playing at my feet or, or we were, you know, I was in the kitchen with the laptop while they were making cookies next to me or doing Play-Doh. And those times pass really quickly. And so my perspective always has been that I quit my job to be home with them. So be home with them and the business will, it'll work itself out. I've always been um, more of a, the tortoise in the tortoise in the hair story. And I've always been comfortable saying this may take me longer to get there, but I'm not going to go so fast that it disrupts my family too much in the process. I mean, obviously it's different for them that I work and that they're going with me on, you know, a quest to look at gift cards but um, just having that perspective that that part of it is temporary and, you know, there'll be days when they're going to be gone and I can spend all day working on my gift card business. I just didn't want to trade that while they were young. So one is just a mindset. Two, I've invested in good technology that gives me a lot of flexibility. So having a laptop computer, having wireless technology, having a smartphone, being able to work wherever I'm at. Um, also helps me to not be stressed prior to some of these things coming about, you know, we didn't used to have a smartphone. So if I was, if I took my kids to the park and said, you know, I'm a mom, I'm going to be here at the park after so long, it would start to kind of gnaw on me. Like, Oh gosh, what if somebody's emailed me and they're waiting for a response? 
now that I have a smartphone, I don't have to have that worry. You know, I can check the email. There's nothing there. Okay. It's, you know, I can still be a mom for 20 more minutes. So I think it's worth having the technology that allows you to do dual roles because, you know, if you're like me and that's the whole reason you chose it, then, then you want to be good at both things. Hmm. And then I guess I would, another thing I would say is I literally do shut down certain times. So on Monday, or I'm sorry, on Sundays, I don't ever work on Sunday. I don't even check my email on Sunday. Um, it's a day of rest for me. It's a day of worship. It's a day to hang out with my kids, literally worry-free. And I will say when I first started doing that, the first Sunday felt a little anxious to me. Um, as an entrepreneur, I just sort of felt like I couldn't be out, you know, off the pulse for that long. But I literally found that come Saturday, I was craving the day, like look really, truly looking forward to feeding my soul through church, through family, um, and not, not having gift cards be my number one focus for that day. Um, I try to do that on a Thursday night as well. And I like to play tennis. I have diversions carved out in my day. Um, but what I find is, like you said, as an entrepreneur, it's hard to um, just kind of let them happen randomly. So they're scheduled for me. You know, I'll have it. I have a tennis lesson that is scheduled and it's, it's something I just need. I need that break. I need that time where I'm not working, working on a business or trying to pitch anybody. I'm just having fun and playing. Um, so for me, scheduling the downtime is what enables me to achieve the downtime. Yes, I love those uh, tips that you shared with us in terms of this uh, work-life balance. I mean, it's really important to really know what your priorities are and make time for those. Be conscious about them and use uh, technology to your advantage and uh, make time. Uh, be sure to uh, incorporate days off during the week. So, for example, with Shelly, Sundays are totally of work. And then she schedules, schedules her activities, including downtime. This is really huge for our listeners out there. Schedule your activities, both personal business and personal in your calendar, in your to-do list. Include those downtime because if not, if we're not consciously or deliberately making those uh, time, we won't be, we won't do them. And I find that one myself. I mean, the last thing I will put in my calendar would be my downtime, which is should right. be the opposite. I mean, I learn it the hard way, but I yeah. more, I found it, I'm more focused and productive if I have those downtime. So for our listeners out there, especially if you're just starting out, make sure to not neglect this uh, times that you need for your yourself to recuperate, to rejuvenate. It will help you with your physical and mental well-being as well. Great takeaways there. Well, now, and if you like mm -hmm. schedule those things, like, you know, I've paid for my tennis lesson, so I'm not going to quit it. I've paid or I've scheduled something with a friend, so I'm not going to let it slide. If it's something that's on my own, like if I just put in my calendar, go for a walk, I guarantee you I won't do it. I would keep on working. But the fact that I've made a commitment either with my checkbook or with my friends is what helps me honor those schedules. Yes, a commitment and accountability is huge. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. 
say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? So one of the things I learned, I had the a great pleasure of working for a man named Michael Collins. He uh, is the CEO of a company called Big Idea Group, and they help inventors, uh, which is another you know category women will be interested in. But they help inventors start um, their businesses and, and from a product perspective. And one of the things he taught me that has never left me is to start small. Um, just really, if you want to be the next TV cook or the next um, you know, coach in your little league or something like that, literally start small. And so the reason being, you know, you can put out a flyer for, you know, 23 cents, but I started my first business thinking I needed to go big or go home. I needed to launch big to show people that I was legit. And that led to me spending thousands of dollars. Like I said, I spent thousands of dollars on a patent. I spent thousands of dollars getting a really great website and a logo design and, and letterhead printed. And what I found was, in addition to having a difficulty selling, I also found that I was so deeply invested in it that as I started to learn more about what consumers really wanted, I didn't have the funds to change. So as I thought of a feature that would be better on the product, I could I had you know, inventory all through my garage, I couldn't change it at that point. And so um, when he told me that it really resonated because I'd really done it the other way. And as I started this business, I followed his advice and I literally started small. I bought a nice camera um, and I traded some work with my sister, who's a web developer and said, you know, I need you to, can you make this website for me? And then I'll do the updating. And so um at a year into it, I probably had not invested more than a thousand dollars. And of course that doesn't account for the time, you know, many, many hours. But as I started to see that the gift card information people wanted, wasn't just about gifting. It was about, you know, how much money to put on a card and things like that. I was able to adapt and give them that information. I was able to adapt to what consumers wanted. So whatever it is you aspire to be, I would say, do it. Have the gumption to do it, but start small. For example, if you wanted to create a, a website and be um, teach other people how to play, how to teach piano, you know, that's something a lot of moms can do. They can teach others how to play an instrument, but maybe you want to take it to the web and you want to be somebody who helps people do that online. Well, do it. Just start small and try it and see how it goes. And you might find that um, it makes you adaptable. But the other thing is you might find for yourself that it's something you are really passionate about. You also might find out it's you're not passionate about it. And if you haven't spent that much money, it's, it's not going to be any heartache. You're going to be able to move on and adapt or, um, you know, grow the business when it's ready. I would say, as we talked before, leverage and learn. Leverage what you know. Learn what you don't. Get the skills that you need and keep, keep trying. And lastly, um, you know, like I said, just give it a shot. And then once you've done that, keep doing, you know, cycle back, start small, adapt, adjust, learn what you can adjust, 
try again. Keep going until you find that spot between what you're really good at, what people want from you, and where you're where you're happy with with the business you've created. It's just all going to evolve if you keep doing it. Wow, I love those tips that you just shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to start small. I cannot stress that enough. Shelly has articulated for us really well. And then the second one is to leverage what you know and learn what you don't know. I mean, nowadays we have all we have the resources that we need, both online and offline. We just need to be resourceful in finding them. And then, of course, to give it a try and rinse and repeat us. Like I said, just repeat what's working and iterate what's not. Great tips there that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, Shelly, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there. Okay, wonderful. So my gift card website, Gift Card Girlfriend, was acquired by giftcards.com. That's plural. And so now I have the the pleasure of being able to talk on behalf of the company and blog for the company and share my expertise. And what you can learn from me are some really great presentation ideas for giving gift cards. We have lots of free printables, so you can download those, print them, craft them up the way I did or do them on your own and you can get advice. We have um, my favorite product at giftcards.com is that you can put any picture you want on a gift card, which makes it very personal. So you can give your mom a gift card for mother's day that has a picture of the grandkids on it. And people truly love it. When you go to a party, people seldom pass around a gift card for people to look at. But I promise you, if you create your own gift card that has a picture of your son swinging a baseball bat That gift card will not only be passed around for others to see, but it'll stay in the wallet even after it's been redeemed. Um, And that's one of my favorite products. I was a customer of that product before I started working for giftcards.com. In terms of connecting with me, I'm on Twitter at GC Girlfriend. Um, I'm on LinkedIn at Shelly Hunter, Gift Card Girlfriend, and on Pinterest, Gift Card Girlfriend as well. And if you go to giftcards.com and click on the blog, you'll be able to find all of the resources that I've got there. All right, so that's giftcards.com. And from there, you can connect to Shelly on her uh, social media profiles and make sure to check on the blog and the resources that she puts out there. And for our listeners out there, I'm sure we can all benefit from this gift, gift card, especially the customization. I can see that one. I, I, I'm actually excited for it because it's a great way to, to <laughs> give a gift to somebody or as an appreciation for somebody. Think about putting uh, customizing them with their pictures see how much more valuable would that be uh, having that ability so giftcards.com i'll make sure to have this on our show notes i highly encourage you our listeners to go there now giftcards.com and make sure to connect with shelly on her social media and also to check on her blog for resources that we can all learn from and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leading women that forward slash Shelly Hunter or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is giftcards.com. Shelly, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. 
women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I am very passionate about helping other women do the same. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.